Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm joined by my good friend, Sean Lloyd. Now, I've known Sean for several years now, and he's Welsh, which you'll probably be able to tell as soon as he starts speaking, as well as the way I introduce him and whatnot. And as you can tell in this chat, it's much more of a casual conversation that goes on many different tangents and things. Uh, but I won't bore you with the details, but I'll give you a couple of little bullet points. Um, we speak about how we met, how Sean first got listening into podcasts and things. The kind of difference between village and city life, because I live in a city, he lives in a village. Some of the changes in lockdown that we've had to deal with and things like that. And Sean's something to think of starting a podcast, so we kind of speak about that a little bit more. We speak about social media because Sean is no longer on any social media at all. And then we also speak about the current social climate as well as Black Lives Matter and political correctness and that sort of jazz. So that's the kind of thing we speak about in this. This episode was a two-parter, so which means next week you'll get another edition with Sean. But I'm calling them separate episodes because I've done it in the past a couple of times where next week's chat is so completely different it changes gear and we talk about completely different things so i just thought if any new listeners to the show you don't have to listen to either episode to understand the other one uh whereas with certain part ones and part twos it's, it's often a little bit different but just want to clarify that before the chat gets started and i will say there's going to be a quick promo for the 20th century geek podcast as well that's a friend of the show scott weatherly he is amazing and he was involved in the star wars collaboration i did with chris and dave of comics in motion sort of late last year and early this year He's going to be coming on the show. Um, we've got it booked in a couple of weeks' time, so he'll be on the show soon as well. Uh, and then I'm probably going to go on his show at some point in the future too. But that's really it from me, guys. I really appreciate everyone listening. You know, make sure you subscribe, follow on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Genuine Chit Chat. You can email me, all of those usual lovely things. And yeah, so after the promo, the chat will get started. And then once the chat with Sean has finished, then I'll be back right at the end to give information on what's coming up next week with the other part. I'm speaking with Sean, as well as a few other things as well. So really hope you guys enjoy that. And yeah, speak to you at the end. And also just quickly, I want to apologize. Listen back to that intro. You can hear kids screaming in the background. That's because I foolishly left the window open in this room when I recorded the intro and of course, every child in the region decides to yell and scream and things. So apologies for that. I have now closed the window, so the outro will not have that. And for full clarity for any new listeners, the main show itself will not have any of those noises either. So sorry about that. My name's Scott Weatherly, and I'm the host of 20th Century Geek, the podcast that looks at all aspects of geek and pop culture from the 20th century. Whether by myself or with an amazing guest, 20th Century Geek delivers full movie series retrospectives, classic comic reviews and discussions, interviews with those that created and contributed to 20th Century pop culture, and everything else in between. 20th Century Geek is your one-stop shop for retro geek talk. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, and all other podcast catchers. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. Beginning, normally. Let's try it. <clears throat> try it, be not weird for five seconds. Be a presenter, Mike. Come on, be a I'll try it. I'll try and be the best host I can be, Sean. I'll try. I'm trying my best, please. Um, anyway, <laughs> I am here. With well, actually, one more thing, Sean. Do you want me to include your last name in the episode notes and stuff? If you'd rather I didn't, I could. I could not. 
Um, yeah, I don't really care to be honest. Like, who's, who's cool. gonna? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Well, that's fine. Uh, no worries. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the only reason I was asking was because I am here today with Sean Lloyd. Hello, Sean. How are you doing? Oh no! Don't put my second name in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely wrecked up for you and today. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Amazing. Right, we'll never get this, Dad. Right. Sorry. No, sorry. Go I'm on. keeping that. Take, I'm not saying it again, mate. That's it. You don't get... You're not oh, You're right. not an exonerated guest with a big podcast. You need to impress. You're a mate of mine. So we got what we're given. So hello, Sean. How are you oh, doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, not bad, mate. How's it going, mate? Yeah. I mean, the weather's been a bit random. Obviously, we're still in the L word, lockdown. But... Yeah, it's, it was really, really hot. And last week, me and Megan were like a bit stressed in certain ways. Well, not necessarily at each other, but we were both getting very irritable because we weren't sleeping properly and it was so fucking hot. We've got fans, but we're not like America where everyone has aircon because it's hot all the time. We get like a month or two of heat in the, the year, so it's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, so it's not not very, very, very hot for me. <laughs> what about you? Um, I, I completely feel you. Uh, as, as you can see, I know your, your listeners can't, but I'm, I live in my parents' attic. You know, a lot of people like say, oh, they live in their parents' basement. I live in the attic, right? And it's like an oven up here. It, <laughs> like, like you can open the window and it it doesn't do anything. I just I just sit there with a fan <laughs> on me constantly, or, or I'm in bed and I'm lying there with a fan constantly. That's amazing. It's one of those things, Sean. Like how we met, like people can probably hear the degree of camaraderie because I'm going to keep in some other preamble I did at yeah, the start. Um, we've how long have we known each other? Well, basically, Alex Hart. He's did you listen to any, any of the podcasts with Alex on? Yeah, I did. Um, I listened to the ones where he was talking about his forest school, and I was listening to the ones where we were talking about films. To be honest, I'm not a massive film buff, um, so no, I didn't really I listen to all that. I was a bit bored. But, uh, but, well, also, you know Alex. So yeah. It's, it's, it's like, that's what I say to people, is like because people don't know you've listened to quite a few of my um, my podcasts, which is, thank you, <laughs> of course, but it's, it's not something that people I know I generally ask of them because I'm very talkative anyway and stuff like that. And it's like most of the time when people leave my presence, they don't want to then hear my voice for <laughs> hours and hours more. Like that's generally not what they want. Well, no, I find that when we do talk, we, we have interesting conversations and it doesn't have to be like anything serious. Like, like we sit there talking about like shit comedy shows or plebs or some, some shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like remember we came down for the weekend and the weather was horrible. And we spent like most of the day watching plebs. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we watched that. I think either yeah, either you came down to me or I went up to you. And yeah, we watched. It was a good couple of hours. We just sat there. Yeah, the, the, the way there was all. I had a massive hangover. I, I remember because me and me and our, our other friend that came to stay with you. I won't mention names in case you don't want to. But uh, yeah, we went to an engagement party, didn't we? So and we stayed at yours. So I had a massive hangover. The weather was terrible. There was nothing for us to do. So we just watched telly. Well, that's it. That's we, well, to be fair, it's like the way we know each other. The, re- the reason I brought up Alex was obviously uh, we have a mutual friend, Alex Hart, who's been on the show a few times before, and he moved up to Wales because I've I've known him for probably about five years now. I think we, me and Alex met on Facebook, funnily enough, because a mutual friend of ours was asking for film recommendations, and we both end up posting basically the same films. We kept we're posting like Wes Anderson movies and things, and then we got chatting on the post, and then one of us said to the other, "Should we move this to?" private messaging because we've wrote about 10 or 20 comments <laughs> about movies and then he went to america for a while um six months or something and then i saw him in person once before he went he came to a barbecue i was having and then he went and i kind of half forgot about him and then he came back and then he contacted me he was like oh do you want to hang out I was like, so sure and then for about 
probably about a year or so, we were sort of inseparable. We'd see each other once or twice a week because we'd have those Odeon cards and things, go to the cinema all the time. And he showed me a lot of cool movies and things. And then obviously he told me he was moving to Wales. And I was like, well, that's cool. My dad and I and mum used to go to Wales quite a lot. So I'm, I don't know Wales properly. Like I only used to go to Cardiff and things. But it's like, I, I'm fine to travel to Wales to see you occasionally. And when he moved up to Wales, he initially moved with his girlfriend at the time. And then it didn't work out with them. And then he moved to basically where next door to you and that's how that's how you met him yeah what, what are the odds and he's got any, anywhere to go in wales like not just like anywhere in swansea and he moves next door to me and we both like exactly the same things we like you know games we like comics we like all all of that shit that we just clicked instantly like when we started talking uh it was mad and yeah yeah it was next door so it's awesome just well obviously not as much doing uh l word but uh <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? You spend a lot of time just chilling, watching shit films and, and talking shit. Like. Exactly. And obviously, there's Alex and uh, well, Alex and Beth. Obviously, I know about them as well. And with, I know you said he may not, be, he may not want to be mentioned, but I think he said about coming on the podcast at some point. So I'm going to say his name anyway, Jack. Um, he's the other friend of. He was, a, was he a friend of yours? Bef- he was a friend of yours before you met Alex, wasn't it? Yes. Was it you, Beth? Uh, Jack. Yes. Who's, there's a girl I met as well, like, whose name escapes me. You've been friends with for a while. Black hair. You'd have to say a name if you don't want to hear. I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. Um, so, yeah. so essentially, um, Bethan uh, has got an older brother who's out mining Jack's age. Um, mm. and, and that's how I knew Bethan because we, we live close anyway. So, you know, we used to bother with each other when we, when we were kids. Jack would be mates yeah. in school since oh, <sighs> too long. <laughs> he, he'll probably tell you that as well we've just known each other for way too long um, easily about 20 years easily yeah so so yeah I, I knew him and I introduced uh, Alex and Jack and that was it uh, the, the squad <laughs> <laughs> the Welsh squad even though Alex is the outsider oh yeah he, he had a rough induction when uh, when he came don't worry there were several beatdowns no, I'm joking obviously I can imagine <laughs> I'm joking, I know what the Welsh lot are like <laughs> just fill up like a, a sock with just Welsh cakes and just they've been left out for like weeks so they're bricks smacking people with them do you know what the, the amount of episodes this podcast I've listened to that's the first time I've really do casual racism well then <laughs> I, I don't think it counts I, I, can British people be casually racist to Welsh does that I don't think it can because Welsh isn't even a proper race oh, oh. Ooh, you're just an off brand of English oh, right. Let, I'm right, joking let's, let's obviously. get off this now um, no <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things where every time uh, I say hello to you I do my oh no but it was a Gordon like like that's that's my casual hello to you yeah and in some ways that could be construed as racist because I'm not going to do the impression but if you were uh, say from China and I did a accent of a chinese individual that could be classified as very very racist yeah i'm not gonna go down that road oh yeah don't. but doing it for welsh <laughs> no one no one has ever well, to my knowledge has ever said a, a, a white english person doing a welsh accent is cultural appropriation or racism or anything like that no um it, it's not really let's be honest like they, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different country but we, we are essentially you know at the heart of it, white British people, as much as that pains me to say, because I always turn around and I go, oh, yeah, Welsh, not British. 
I am very proud of where I come from, but yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it is racism because we are essentially the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a very weird grey area, but um, aside from getting into, I don't necessarily want to get into some sort of horrendous deep dive into oh, racism no. where I can end up saying the wrong thing. <laughs> with with Welsh, I've got that's dipping your toe in the water of kind of mockery. You go much deeper than that, and you've really got to commit, oh, and that's not the road I'm going. Yeah, yeah no, definitely I'm not, not dying on a hill. Yeah, I'm not dying on the hill of racism on my podcast. Maybe that you know, if you don't like Star Wars, you're a shithead. I could maybe die on that hill, but I don't truly believe that. But I brought up Star Wars, and I'll bring. We'll look back around to that in a bit. But one thing I want to ask you is because obviously people listening, I've mentioned that you listen to my podcast, which I'm very thankful for. When did you first actually listen to podcasting and stuff like that? When did you find out about it? Right, this is going to make me sound like a massive hypocrite on a podcast. I actually hated podcasts <laughs> up to very recently. I was like, I had no, I had no sort of interested and i'm no no clue i didn't really i couldn't really be bothered to listen to them i, I wasn't really interested but um i, I started off with um <laughs> I, I watched afterlife season two right and uh, i absolutely love joe wilkinson and david earl do you know um the, the guy who plays the joe wilkinson's on, on. Uh, i know that joe i haven't seen afterlife but i know that joe wilkinson he's on like eight out of ten cats as countdown that sort of thing quite, yeah i find his humor so so funny he's like really dry and it's really stupid um and same with david Earl. like I, I know you said you haven't seen afterlife but have you seen um derek i haven't seen uh, the only gervais shows i've seen is the office and extras okay um well, well there's a guy who plays this like alcoholic bloke in derek or kev or or in afterlife there's a guy oh. who keeps trying to get in the papers anybody who's seen it will know uh, and I just think that as comedians, they're both hilarious. So I just started listening to their podcast, Gossip Mongers. Um, it's, mm. it's, it's, <laughs> it's essentially an awful premise because they're like encouraging their listeners to send in unsubstantiated gossip at the expense of <laughs> whoever it is. But but it's just so, I, I just found it hilarious. So I started listening to that. Now, obviously, um, I, I started getting into D&D Dungeons & Dragons quite a bit as well, um, much to the dismay of uh, everyone else who knows me. But um you know, I started listening to DD podcasts, not necessarily critical role, because everyone loves those. And I, I just thought, I, st- I tried listening to one, and it was like 30 minutes of shout outs before they even started. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to listen to this. Uh, but this, <laughs> this, this sounds terrible. It's called Dungeons and Daddies. It's not a BDSM podcast, right? <laughs> it's, it's about like four fathers who get thrust into the forgotten realms and find, try and find their sons. And it's, and it's so, it's really funny. So I started getting into podcasts through that, and then I, I'm always looking for a lot of podcasts because doing the L word, I've, I've, I'm going to refer to it as the L word the entire time, all right? <laughs> doing the L word, I've been off work for, well, as I said to you earlier, three months now. So I've literally spent the last three months listening to podcasts, finding new podcasts to, or just playing with the whole crap like, like a loser. Like, I haven't, be, I haven't been anywhere. Like, what can I do? Good <laughs> journey. <laughs> Well, especially because you're you're in. Well, you're, you're, if anyone knows anything about Wales, there's obviously Swansea. Generally, everyone knows about Swansea and Cardiff, yeah, yeah. and then the small village near-ish to Swansea that some people know of is Neath, and then you guys are like a village near Neath. Is that right? You have to see the exact place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop telling people where I live. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Um, there's uh, just outside Swansea, see, um, sort of in the middle of the valley. Nah, uh, hmm. very quiet. Everyone knows each other. It's that sort of space, you know, the, the typical, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, because if anybody from the village listens to this, you know, I'll bounce your head before I know it. Um, <laughs> it's a very quiet place. Everyone knows each other. Everyone knows everything about each other. Um, it's, it's, that sort, it's that sort of space, which I assume you're not very used to in, uh, in Southampton. 
No, exactly. Because obviously when you guys, um, for people who don't know, are the ins and outs of our friendship, when the, the L word lockdown isn't occurring, I'd say probably every two or three months, I, me and Megan come up to you guys, or you and Alex and that lot. Some degree of people from Wales come down here or some degree of me and other people come up to you guys and we kind of hang out every couple of months. And obviously when you guys came down to Southampton, you saw the sort of nightlife. It's only a 15 minute bus ride up over like or you could in theory walk i've walked to town a couple times where it takes about 40 minutes an hour but it's fairly pleasant walk but you can get to the center of southampton and there's you know four cinema complexes there's two or three shopping malls there's five different big streets in which to drink in and each street is almost like a different genre there's almost like an old person street and then there's you know middle age and then there's young people who want to go clubbing and then there's the alternative sort of things and Obviously, the Hobbit pub is one of the things. I think when you first came down here, I think I took. Yes, is that I, right? I love that pub, right? And it's stupid because I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I never. I, I have no interest in Lord of the Rings. I try to watch it and I fall asleep. So I, you're a twat. I, uh, what? You're a twat. <laughs> yeah. You said yeah. the same about Star Wars, though. So that's the next thing you got to embark on. <sighs> yeah, but like, it, it's a thing with Lord of the Rings. Like Star Wars was something that I never tried. I was just like, oh yeah, I don't like this crap. You know what I mean? But the Lord of the Rings, I have tried to sit down and watch the films, and I'm just like, this is boring me to death. I can't do it. Uh, but but I, I like the cocktails in that pub. <laughs> that, that, that pub is awesome. <laughs> it, it is a, it's a lot of fun. But the, when you guys came, like Southampton as well, is it? it's a really great place to live because there's loads of schools, colleges, two universities. You know, there's a new forest nearby. There's, you know, places like Bournemouth nearby as well, which are what, like beach towns and things. So there's so much. But yeah, I don't. Of all the places I've lived, I don't know the name of any neighbours of anyone that I've. I don't think I've even properly met anyone I've lived with, uh, like lived next to. Like I'm currently in a flat block. I couldn't tell you a single person's name in it. Uh, the place I lived before this uh, in Bitten didn't know any of the people's names in the little cul-de-sac I was in. So it, it's just not. There's no communities of Hampton. There's like two hundred thirty odd thousand people, which is just stupid. I mean, that's the same. The amount of people in Southampton is about the amount of people in the whole of Iceland. Really? So, I, 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 yeah, whereas your little village is like a couple thousand, I assume. It's probably about one and a half thousand people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a good community aspect, which which I like, you know. Um, and, you know, grow, growing up, if you were misbehaving or something, I suppose it was a bit of a hindrance because everyone's like, oh, yeah, I know your family. It'd be terrible. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's, it is good in the end because everyone knows each other. Everyone sort of respects each other. And it's a good, it's a good community aspect. Go be in a lot of charitable causes. We have like a when uh, when this isn't occurring, there's a annual carnival celebrate the village and stuff like that. It's really it's really nice, you know. Um, but yeah, it's nothing like the city life. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And when we're in lockdown as well, like most of us are stuck inside, we can't really do anything. But obviously, with you guys, a lot of the time it was you know Alex. Alex has got his own house, so where you guys, a lot of you are. Uh, still living with your parents, trying to save up to travel or to move or to do whatever with, because we're still fairly young still. It's with Alex; he's got his own place. That's the hub, so that's the place you all go and go to hang out. And his downstairs <laughs> yeah. is just one big ass room, isn't yeah. it? And I was saying that when when I lived at the house two houses ago in town, I had this this. Uh, it's actually where Alex first came to meet me actually when I had the barbecue, and the downstairs was just one fuck off room 
next to a con- and connect to a conservatory. So I could have I had parties where I'd have like 30, 40 people and it wasn't even crowded. Like it, it was it was ridiculous. It was unnecessary. It was quite expensive and it was unnecessary, but it was so much fun to have all these parties and things. And my house uh, that I lived with two of mates of mine became the kind of hub because it was just like well. We were the first of a lot of our friends to move out. So it was a place you can just go and drink and hang out and not get pestered by parents or being told you're too loud or anything like that. And Alex has got that. But obviously, when your life becomes uh, intricacies of social networking, as in not online social networks, like actual social events and things, you know, where you've got carnivals and if you go down to the local pub, you guys jump in a car, go down to the forest and go for a wander. L- little mm. things that you can do or just go around someone's house and play card games. You can't just go uh, fancying with Alex for an hour or two. Because I, I know there's certain times I've been uh, around Alex's for a weekend and you've been quite busy and working and stuff. Yeah. And you just pop around for a couple of hours, hang out for a chat, and then you can go home. Whereas in the lockdown, you can't do that. You have to stay in your own bubble. And the problem is, is that a lot of people's bubbles, you find the joy elsewhere. Not that where you live in is crap or anything, but you know what I mean? Like Especially when you live with your parents. that that In lockdown, that can be massive pain in the ass. <sighs> yeah. Um yeah, absolutely. Like I think throughout throughout this entire thing, the the antisocial aspect has been the worst. Um, mm. Like because I I'm generally well, I like to think of myself as a sort of so, social bloke. You know, I, I I go out to my friends, go to the pub most weekends, um, or, or I'm at least doing something all the time. So mm. to to not be able to see people that that especially in the beginning was rough. But then obviously when things like Zoom started getting incorporated into it, when things like um, you know, when you can go and see your friends outside and things like that, like, don't, don't get me wrong, I know it's different uh, restrictions between Wales and England, but, you know, when you can go see your friends outside, when you can, you know, start going for walks and things like that, that's the things that sort of made it a lot easier, I find. Mm. Um, especially, it's, it's a far cry from the beginning, definitely, because at the beginning, no one was really sure what was going on, no one was really sure how bad it was going to be. You know, some people can, will attest, and I'd probably be, I'd probably tend to agree with them, that it's been a lot worse than it could have been. Um, hmm. but every, everyone was so like afraid and there was just a massive atmosphere of fear everywhere because no one knew what was going on. But, but I, I think now that, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's calmed down or gone away, but because these restrictions are being lifted, some people would argue prematurely or some people would say they're necessary. I'm not going to get into that argument, but like, because the restrictions being lifted, a lot of the troubles or a lot of the, uh, the difficult parts of lockdown are, are a lot easier now. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones where it's like Megan's mum, she lives by herself and she does, she has some hobbies of, uh, what's the term, upcycling, you know, you buy like a ratty old chair and you paint it and replace the cushion and then it's a lovely new chair, that sort of thing. And she's she does photography and she's, I think, done a bit of painting, things like that. So she does have some hobbies, but a lot of her friends that she sees, she goes out and just goes for walks with or goes to the pub just for a drink to catch up and things like that. And I'm very fortunate that me and Megan live together and I don't live by myself because I can see that in the lockdown being by yourself is probably the worst thing. Like as you said, like I'm like you with a social butterfly and before lockdown I was having I say every Friday I'd hang out with a group of people, normally some between four and eight, often a couple more. Not even going out drinking, just hanging out kinda what you guys with Alex do, you know, play card games or whatever. And in the week I'd probably have one or two people around a week like just after work or something just to hang out for a couple of hours and watch tv or play video games something like that and where i've had to stop all of that and obviously the last month it's been a lot more lenient but where i haven't been able to do that it's it has been a hit because one thing me and megan found was like obviously we love each other and we're great in each other's company and things but when especially in a flat when you don't have a garden 
when you're in the same, basically the same room for about 16 hours a day, you just, I wouldn't say you go mental. It's not as easy as you just go mental, but things just start to really, like our mental health has become more apparent. Like neither myself or Megan suffer with uh, any diagnosable mental health issues such as depression, bipolar, that sort of thing. And I know a lot of people I know do, but me and Megan are lucky enough to not have been inflicted with uh, things like that. But there's been days where we've both just, it's been described as almost having a cloud over your head just because, like, I'm a massive hugger as well. I love meeting people and giving yeah, them a I hug and chatting that. with people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could <laughs> that, yeah. It's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's it's a it takes a very strange toll, in a sense, if you know what I mean. It does. Like, as I say, I've been off and off for three months, and the entire three months, apart from apart from maybe uh, the the first month so so like the, the last two months have just blended all into one like I, I don't know what day it is mm. i don't know what's going on half the time i'm just i'm just here in my little bubble but um but you know the beginning it was really scary because you had the media having a frenzy of all this no one really knew what was going on no one really knew anything about this at all there was a point you know my mother was working in the hospital and she tested positive for it I'm pretty sure she passed it on to me at some point. We were fine, we're fine thank God. Do you know what I mean? We, the, there was nothing, nothing that needed to happen. But like at the beginning, when all this was going on, it was a scary time. It was, and um, what, one of the things that sort of irked me a little bit, which which I thought, which annoyed me a bit, I I was coming back from America. I I, I was in California when he announced the US UK travel ban. So I, mm. not UK, US Europe travel ban, and I thought that included UK as well. So I was like, oh my god, I'm not going to be able to get home, and be stuck in Los Angeles. They, don't get me wrong, there's a lot worse places you can be stuck, but I didn't have any money, <laughs> so it was just like mm. I'd spent all my money. I was on holiday, so I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be stuck here. I can't get home. What's what's going on? Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I was, it was I was lucky, and then I came home. I got to um, Heathrow Airport. They weren't doing any checks. They just handed me a leaflet saying if you've been to China or Iran, stay in the house for two weeks. I'd been to New York and I'd been to LA, which ended up being the two sort of hot spots in the US to start with. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't get it from there, mm. luckily. But uh, yeah, they, they didn't care. They just said, go. <laughs> get, on, get on your bus. Go. Get on your bus to Swansea for five hours. Just go. <laughs> it is a weird one. But if changing gear, in a sense, because I feel like I'm going to go down a lock, lockdown rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, of um, in, in, in like uh, recently, going back to sort of podcasts and things, um, I, we, I spoke about uh, Jack slightly earlier, and you and Jack were talking about sort of starting up a podcast of some sense. Now, you know, you can say as little as you want or as much as you want about the podcast. I know that you guys haven't fully figured out a name yet or you're kind of talking. So I just, I'm just kind of interested in what made you want to start a podcast and what's it vaguely about, as much as you'd like to share. Um, well, there's not, I'll be honest with you, right? If there, if there was much to share, I'd, I'd probably tell you all about it now, but... You you know us. We're we're very we're very laid back, and this very uh, we say, do you want to do this? Very much yes, men. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so I am trying to sort of push it. I, I it is definitely something that's in the pipeline. We don't have a lot on it yet. Um, we're trying to work out obviously names, logos. It's, essentially, it's just going to be us talking about important issues. Because basically, what we found, me and Jack, throughout this entire lockdown, we've kept each other company by Discord. You know, Discord sort of gaming software, we even talk and things. We've uh, we very much kept in touch through that, like every day, just talking and talking, sh- talking about nothing in particular. I just ended up having conversations. We found that it was quite fluid, like it it came naturally, just having conversations, and it was interesting because we don't necessarily have the same viewpoints. 
because let's be honest, no one wants to listen to someone going, oh yeah, I think this, and so I agree with that. There's no <laughs> conversation in that, is there? So when we mm. were finding that we were having these disagreements, not like nasty, you know, we never got like each other's faces or anything, but like when we found that we were having these different viewpoints, you're like, this this could be interesting. People might listen to it. If they don't, they don't. <laughs> but but it's, it's something that we're thinking about, something that we're working on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm always, I mean, the kind of uh, boat, with podcasting it's one of those weird things where it's it's a lot easier but also a lot harder than people think oh yeah it's it's a really weird one because it's like flicking on a microphone and chatting with someone a lot of people have said to me they're like i don't know how you've managed to keep doing it for nearly three years like how have you found stuff to talk about and blah 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 it's like the problem that gets me to stop doing it which i haven't stopped doing it or anything and i don't plan on but i've never been like oh man i'm running out of conversations I need to stop because every human has conversations with everyone all the time. No one gets to 80 and says, you know what, I'm going to stop talking now because I've said all I can say. That, that doesn't, it'd be nice if someone was that humble, but you know, it's definitely not going to be me. So let's face it. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to be talking probably after I'm fucking dead. But it's the thing that makes me at certain points just be like, oh, fuck, do I want to keep doing this? It's, it's normally, I, I edit things and release them on Sundays. Uh, so I normally spend between two to four hours on a Sunday just editing the episode, putting it through, you know, X, Y, Z, making sure it all sounds okay, writing, doing the right art, doing the hashtags, doing the artwork. And there's, there's a certain things that I don't have to do. Like I, I release audio snippets online uh, of 30 seconds to a minute of relatively each episode. Uh, I put that on Instagram and Facebook. And doing that, you know, I have to select the snippet, I have to clean it up, and then I have to put it through this software called Headline that's really cool. And then... It transcribes the audio, but it's not perfect. And a lot of the time, if someone has got a very strong accent or they speak quite fast or anything like that, then, or if there's a background noise, it won't pick up everything they're saying. So you have to hand type it. But there's there's these little things which you don't have to do. Like I don't have to release headliner snippets. A lot of podcasters don't. A lot of podcasters don't post on social media either barely at all, none at all. And social media posting is probably the thing I hate doing more than anything. Is It's so monotonous. But the problem is I know for a fact that if I don't, that my numbers actively drop because there's a certain amount of people who return and subscribe and listen to most episodes but i'm still i'm not at the level where i'm comfortable where i can just be like my listener base will allow it to spread by word of mouth it has to get up to the thousands and then it will organically grow itself a bit but you have to get yeah. that base and it's anyone in a band and anyone in any sort of creative outlet will always say it's not the thing that I love doing that's the problem it's not the playing music with your mates on stage it's not drawing or painting or uh, anything like that no one says that's the problem everyone says the problem is when you either want to sell it or you want to promote your shows or if you want to get people to listen it's just so wank it's just so fucking boring and the pro- I love my show but I don't want to promote it loads I just want to kind of release it and people go this is cool I'll listen but that's how the world works I think where a lot of people go wrong with creative outlets and things like this is they see a lot of people succeeding on it and they think, oh, I'm going to turn this into a business straight away. Mm. This is going to be my main source of income. I like doing this. I could do this. And like Twitch streamers, right? A lot of them, like Twitch is brilliant. It, mm. It's endless hours of entertainment and people build massive careers and really massive fan bases from it. But the, where people go wrong, they start Twitch streaming with the idea that they're going to get millions of subs millions of followers straight away or, or thousands and they're going to be the most popular person on twitch and they're going, they're going to be able to quit their shitty job that they hate and just play games for a living that's not that's not how it goes you need if you're going to start doing creative things like this it needs to be as a hobby first and foremost and if you and if it gets good enough for you to monetize fantastic you made it 
Do you mean? But mm. but a lot of people go into these things thinking we're going to make the big time here. No, just do it. Just do it because you enjoy it first. And if and if something happens, fantastic. Well done. Well, that's I mean, exactly with me. It's like one of the things that me and a lot of people have commented on it and saying, you know, oh, one of the things I love about your show is that you sound genuinely interested. You sound like you really. And it's like, it's like I would, I would cut off my, you know, my left foot if tomorrow you said, look, cut off your left foot and you'll be as famous as Rogan. Like I don't, I don't want to be famous. I would just if I could self-sustain on the podcast, I cut off my left foot. Deal. But it's not that simple. And it's like I don't do it so that I can become famous. I would fucking love it. But first and foremost for me is releasing episodes that I want to release. And one of the things I said before we got into lockdown, I at the end of every podcast, I say I do a little, oh, this was coming up, blah, blah, blah stuff. And I, I was saying a lockdown, I was like, look, for the next few weeks or a couple of months, I'm only going to do podcasts of people that I already know. And I just, it wasn't against anyone else. It was just that there's a few people, I did it with Tony, Max, uh, Chris and Dave, a few people, there's about five or six episodes of it. Whereas people I've already had podcasts with because it's not, it's not that with a new guest I don't enjoy. Obviously, with you it's different because I've known you for ages. But it's like with certain guests you have to work at it, and and that's part of the fun. So as you speak to someone like uh, you mentioned John Vespasian, he was a really cool person. You just say one word to him and he'll go off for like 10, 15 minutes. That was quite easy. Uh, I loved listening to that. I'm re- I'm a massive history buff. So I yeah. Love that. Sorry, they've been interrupted. No, no, no. Always feed interrupt. I've gone for hours if, if people don't interrupt me. But <laughs> with that, it's with him. It was really easy. But there's other people I've had that won't name because it's a bit rude. But I've had people on where you ask them a question and they give an answer, and that's really it. And you have to really work the conversation. And that's that comes part and parcel with. It. And some of my best conversations have been conversations like that where it's been I've had to really work it. But the information the other person's saying is great, just because they're a bit shy, they're not as much of a conversationalist, things like that. But hosting does take energy. So I did it for a while and I was like, I just want to chat with people who I just care about in the sense of I could just flick on the camp, the thing, just like with you, not really write anything down as notes and a conversation could just happen. So mm-hmm. I was always saying like, I, I would love for it to get popular and famous and rich and all that sort of stuff. But I'm, I won't go, I'm not going to be, but the social media side, unknowingly is even if I said tomorrow, I'm going to come off all social media. There's, there's still like certain guests like I've had it where certain guests have contacted me and uh, there's a couple of guests quite recently who've contacted me saying they want to come on the show and it's amazing and they come on and it's loads of fun because they've seen me on the Facebook groups or they've seen me on Instagram or they've searched somewhere and because I've got enough followers they can find me but if I never made social media that becomes more difficult and I know that you've got some opinions on social media as well haven't you Sean oh Seany boy oh yes I have so um a recent so the last bastion of any presence I had on social media was uh, Twitter. I loved Twitter. I was using Twitter all day, every day, spewing shit, spewing jokes. Like thinking that I was the funniest guy ever. Like I, I just, I, I just do really care. And, and I had that Twitter account for nine years, right? Um, I, I did have all sorts. Like I had Facebook. Can we, can we just like collectively agree in twenty twenty just put Facebook in the bin? <laughs> like, like no good comes of it it's just literally people saying I think this and people going you're wrong you're stupid let's have a fight about it like or, or like mm. Facebook's stupid Instagram I hate as well because it's just and this is going to make me sound like such a miserable old man it's going to make me sound like I'm like 70 in the body of a how old am I like 30, yeah I, I don't even know older, I am 24 <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> it's like Instagram is just perfect people living perfect lives with perfect bodies and perfect houses and perfect food like do you know what I mean it's just mm. exhausting to be bombarded with that all the time and it's not real none of it's real and people are like oh yeah I need to be like that Instagram model 
no, you don't. The, what they are posting on there is not real. That's not how they live their life, I promise you. <laughs> um, and then Twitter. Um, I I was very much in a, uh, oh, what can I say? So I'm very politically minded. So over, over the years, I was like just like following people I knew in real life. Do you know what I mean? And, and then as that sort of like, I, the more I was using the website, the more I was getting into the p- political side of it, which is the most toxic part of Twitter, let's be honest, because unfortunately politics is so tribal these days. It's you're either with us or against us. It's a mob mentality sort of thing, right? If you think anything in between, get off the fence. You're, you're wrong. Do, do you know what I mean? And it's just stupid. And I was finding myself part of that. I was finding myself so radicalized on the political Twitter. And I, I was saying things and I was like, oh my God, like, do I really think this? Like, it's truly... You go like take a step back, have a bit of dialogue, and get both sides and come to your own conclusion instead of just being like, "Yes, I agree with that person." Hmm. Um, I was just finding myself exhausted by it, so I just that Twitter account there for nine years. I was just like, "No, it's going," and I deleted it about. I uh, think on Saturday it'll be a month, and I feel a lot better for it. Hmm. A lot better. The, the, there's literally no toxicity in my life whatsoever at the moment. Except me, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it feels stupid to have a rant about social media on a social media form such as a podcast but you know it's not traditional social media it's the it's the, the sites that dominate everybody's lives i think it's more con- content media i think like youtube and uh podcasting and stuff is, is like a content media there there is a social element of podcasting i mean the weird one is is reddit is Reddit social media or is that content media? Because there's comments on there and stuff. Like there, you can direct message people, which I suppose you can do on YouTube, but it's about the content, not about the people. I don't know. Do you use Reddit yeah. much? Uh, recently, I have. When I deleted Twitter, I sort of replaced it with Reddit, but not. Good. I don't, I'm not. I'm not a poster um, on Reddit. Oh no, 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 no! I've only posted four things probably in my life. So as I, said, I, I got off Twitter mainly to get away from the political stuff. I decided to sort of bury my head in the sand. Because I, I was like, honestly, this this is how much it was like invaded in my life and affected. I, I wasn't sleeping because I was thinking about what these world leaders are doing. Or, oh, do, do I mean it was, it's so stupid? So I was just like, right, off, done with that. That's that's not happening anymore. So I got on Reddit. I don't follow anything political. I, I follow R slash funny, uh, and I think that's about it. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't look at really. Anything, but... I need to send you some subreddits, mate. I've got some amazing subreddits you're yeah. gonna love. I've got one called Birds Aren't Real, and it's just a subreddit. <laughs> Yeah, it's literally a subreddit, which is just people posting about how birds aren't real. It's, it's a joke subreddit. It's a trolling subreddit. Yeah. But it's got like, it, it's got like, um, I think it started because there was like this uh, fake Ikea manual thing, uh, which was like um, how to put together like a parrot. And it had like the separate parts to make the parrot, you know, the head and the wings and the beak and stuff. And then I think from there it kind of spiraled. And then people now, what's the, it changes every few months. They kind of like what the main thing is. But it's something like pigeons are... All birds are government drones. So every bird you see is actually just a drone made by the government and their cameras. And there's someone who was posting, they created a video of them posting on Birds Are Not Real. And then the camera pans and there's two birds on their window ledge on the outside looking in and going, guys, they know. And it's just that sort of... There's one there's like a bird who's got like an injured wing and it falls on the floor and it's like twitching a little bit. And someone got a little video of that and said, look, it's it's the the drone is glitching out. It, it's things like that, but it's it's really dumb shit, but it's just brilliant. That's what Reddit is. Um, it's funny with social media because, I mean, it's, it's very good of you to say you were on there, you were thinking about it loads and you pull yourself off. Like, I don't 
the fact that you were thinking about stuff a lot on while using it a lot doesn't make you stupid. You coming off it, recognizing that there was an issue there, that makes you intelligent in my eyes. You know, everyone, everyone gets problems with something, you know? Absolutely. And as I said, I was finding myself sort of like effectively, I, I don't, I don't like to use the word radicalized because I was never of the mind that I was going to like start a revolution or, and start like, <laughs> can anyone disagree with me or anything like that? I wasn't, I wasn't radicalized in that sense, but I was like sort of radicalized in the, oh, this is the, this is my point of view. This is right. This is, this is, um, you know, what everybody should believe. If you disagree with me, you're an evil person, you're wrong. I, I, I was getting to that sort of stage hmm. where it was, and it was, it, it was just like, I was thinking to myself, hang on a minute. This, just look great for what's it and it is a mob mentality as I, as I've probably said I don't know how many times I've lost count but like I, I, the, the thing that sort of broke the sort of final straw for me was obviously you know the there's a lot of people protesting about the uh, you know the horrendous systematic racism that black people have had to endure for for you know 300 years you know, which is great you know their voices need to be heard and and this needs to be curbed out absolutely i, th- I think anybody would agree on that any reasonable person would agree on that um but also you gotta look at it from the side of obviously these people were mass gathering as if this covid19 virus had gone away hmm. and, I, and it was this and which is obviously danger in itself yeah uh, obviously we, we're recording this sort of uh, i don't know like a month five weeks after all of this started so hmm. it's obviously the I don't know the official figures at the moment because, as I said, I started to bury my head in the sand a little bit. Um, But basically, there's a tweet that said, uh, if you think that the protests are going to be the main cause of the second wave, but people going to McDonald's, people going to the beach, people gathering uh, are not, then you're the problem. I was like, well, well, no, all of it's a problem. All of it's going to help (laughs) spread this virus. Do you know what I mean? And and Mm. how am I the problem for saying all of it's wrong just because the one part of it is inconvenient for you? Like, Mm -hmm. I found myself, like, sort of, yeah, you have to take a bit of a centrist point of view. And, you know, people people will say, oh, my God, you're racist, you're saying this. I'm not fucking racist, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's so so stupid. It's the tribalism. It's it's one of the things where I try... Whenever I have political things on this uh, podcast, I, I, I try and always have a balancing. I try not too heavily to get into specific things to do with politics. I, I more try and get like an overview of politics. I like hearing other people's opinions. But the problem is like the Black Lives Matter thing, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter thing. I don't necessarily want to get into a big discussion about Black Lives Matter because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a white guy who's 26 in England. I, the, even if I had the best point on the whole planet to make, a lot of people, let's say half, would hear the point and go, you're white, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. That, that in, a, in itself is its own problem. And, and I'm not saying that there's, they don't have reason to believe that because obviously I've not been the subject of uh, police brutality or any mistreatment from the police due to the colour of my skin because I'm, I'm white and I've only had two interactions with the police ever. So it's not really it's not really like that. But it's, it's one of those things where, like I've... when the, Do you remember when uh, on social media there was the everyone's posting the black squares... And stuff. I don't know if you saw uh, about oh, that. the social media Black blackouts. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was on Tuesdays. I often post on T-shirt Tuesday, and it's just I have quite a lot of T-shirts. So occasionally, I'll just put a photo on it uh, of myself and doing it. And I, I didn't. I held off on that, and I was trying to work out. I was like, on that on that day, I was like, right, what what could I do? And I, I, I end up just not posting anything because I thought. I could post the black square, but then I was like, I don't really agree with the black square. Like, I'm not. 
not anything against anyone who posts a black square, but for my opinion, it's like, if you're just posting a black square and nothing else, that isn't helping. Mm -hmm. If you're posting your black square, but then saying in the sub, in the description, my favorite black artist is, you know, uh, Hopsin. And also my favorite black filmmaker is, you know, Spike Lee or do you know what I mean? If you, if you're actually highlighting black individuals who you believe should be getting a spotlight in some way, I know that obviously bloody Hopsin and Spike Lee aren't very small people, but you know what I mean? Like people who are black creators, if you're giving them a light and you're saying, look at them on this day, that's great. If you're sharing loads of charities and things and saying, you know, systematic racism is real because X, Y, Z, check out this article that explains it. And also here's a place to donate money to help get some of these protesters out of prison who can't afford it. That I'm okay with yeah. all of that. That's not, I haven't got an issue with that. It's when you just put, there's so many people on my Instagram who were just posting black squares and nothing else and not saying anything. And it's like, are you, are you actually on board with this? Or why are you just posting because everyone else says you don't want to look like you're not? And I chose not to because I didn't want to get in a dialogue with anyone because I was like, I thought about posting stuff about lots of black cre- content creators I know, but then I was like, but I don't want to then, there's a podcast I know and I won't name it, it's nothing against this person, but for the Blackout Tuesday, they said, oh, I've gone through all of my podcasts and I've found all of the people of color I've spoken to and I've taken bits out of the conversations with them and I've put it together as one special black edition of my podcast. And that's fine. I've got a problem with someone doing that. But the problem is that some people could take that as trying too hard. And it's one of those things that even me saying this, I'm, I'm very hesitant to kind of see these things on the podcast. But even me saying that opinion to you of, are they trying too hard? I'm not saying they are. But the question has to be asked, is it better if every white person just shuts up for a day? Is it better if they all post black squares? Is it better if we all try and highlight some black individuals who are content creators who aren't getting enough things? Do you know what I mean? It's so complicated of an issue that I'd have to sit here and explain for two hours. For about 15 minutes, I'd have to explain my my, my viewpoint. And then I'd have to spend the next hour and 45 minutes going back and explaining how I'm you know, trying to explain that I'm not racist because of this or the reasoning and justification for that. And it becomes this big mess that can't really be explained in a tweet. Yeah. That's 240 characters. You can't. I can't post episode descriptions of my own fucking episodes of 240 without having to go through it and carefully change it. Look, you know I, mean? I think what you said at the beginning of your point there, you hit the needle right on the head. Like me and you, we are a pair of white British in our, in our mid-twenties, we have no clue and we never will know what it's like to walk a mile in their shoes, right? Never. We, it's, it's mm-hmm. like we, we shouldn't have an opinion on it, which is fair enough, right? But it's, as you said as well, it's such a complex issue. I don't have the answers. You probably don't have the answers. None of us have got the answers. No, I definitely don't. But I think even though the protests were were a good show of solidarity with everybody with the black community, which is, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. The, the the blackout Tuesday exactly like you said right the the blackout Tuesday a lot of people were following it just because it was a social media trend they weren't behind the Black Lives Matter movement whatsoever and, and don't get me wrong that's not me gatekeeping like are you that, no of course that, that's not me trying to gatekeep but a lot of people were just like putting black squares on their profiles and not signing petitions to get these people released not donating to the Minnesota Freedom Fund and things like that right. Mm-hmm. It's, but as I said, you know, obviously I don't don't want to talk about this too much, and I know you didn't either. But I just thought it was a, obviously we've gone up on a tangent from the social media thing. But as I said, it's, it's such a complex issue. I don't have the answers. I, I just don't understand how it's so hard to to treat other people like human, other human beings like human beings. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm. 
and and, and that's that's my final word today. We, we we all we whatever we all share this planet. Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's just let's just be mates. Yeah, <laughs> it it's just it's annoying that there's a vocal minority that are cockwombles and they make it so complicated for everyone else. And it's it's one of those things where it's like in my own podcast, I like this to be an honest, open space. People can talk about what they mm-hmm. want, but I have held off on certain opinions of mine or certain viewpoints of mine in certain areas that are hot topics due to potential backlash. And I'm not, I'm not like hiding. And if you ask me, if someone on a podcast asks me a direct question about one of these issues, then I would answer them honestly. But sometimes a thing can come up and I don't necessarily want to because there's certain things like this is the, this is as close as I'm going to get to talking about some political. Okay. I want to clarify. I have got nothing against anyone who is Muslim. I want to clarify that. But in Catholicism and Christianity, there is a book called the Bible. And within that book, it says homosexuality is wrong. Okay. Well, the man should not sleep with another man. It gets interpreted with homosexuality is wrong. In the Quran, there is a passage that is incredibly similar, if not the same, that basically says homosexuality is wrong. It's paraphrasing because I don't know the exact mm-hmm. wording. Both of these books have got a passage in that says homosexuality is wrong. I condemn anyone who says homosexuality is wrong. I do not condemn every Christian. I do not condemn every Catholic. And I do not condemn every Muslim. But even me, now I'm not going to go any further with that. I'm just pointing out the fact that the Quran and the Bible have both got things in which are against homosexuality. And in my view... That is not right, okay? But I'm not going to push any further with that because even me highlighting that two religious doctrines have got the very, very similar things. And obviously, they're both Abrahamic religions. They both have Jesus in. It's just one believes Jesus is the Messiah and one believes that Jesus is more of a prophet, but not the prophet like mm-hmm. Muhammad is. You know I mean? It's all this big nuance. But they're both books that have got a thing, a line of text in there that is an issue and can be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now, even me stipulating that, immediately i will have to try and defend myself to say i I had to say to you i've got nothing against muslims i wasn't even necessarily talking about islam i'm just pointing out the fact there's two books that have both got something in there that i don't really like and it's just if if i went into full depth of my opinion on things through christianity and catholicism and things to do with islam due to at present obviously there's a lot of uh muslims in the world that are getting horrendously treated not only in their own countries and things by other religious followers and things but also in england you know there's a big problem with immigration immigrant hating and things like that and people blaming muslims for loads of issues that have got nothing to do with them there's all this stuff and because of all this weight we have to then as a per as a white person who's not of color who isn't a, a you know downtrodden minority we have to really be careful with what we say because as I said, even me mention if if I I could spend this whole podcast shitting on Catholics and Christians, no one would care. But if you then go against people who are Muslims, you can get into a lot of trouble for that sort of thing. And I I don't want to go near that. My opinions on religion is as a whole of religion. Yeah, but if I then yeah. did one podcast, exactly. And if I did if I did a podcast, I'm, I'm against organized religion i'm not against religious persons mm-hmm. you know i've got no problem with most people who are religious because most of them are just nice people who want them to believe it that's okay but it's one of those things where certain topics are just far too hot to really get into without unless you're prepared for the backlash mm-hmm. if i was making if i was like joe rogan and i was making millions of dollars off this podcast and i was basically self-employed I could really go into depth about anything I want to go into without any issue. But because this podcast isn't my livelihood, and then if I say something on this podcast and someone goes, what, he says something bad about the Quran or Islam, therefore he's against Muslims, which I'm not, therefore he's racist or bigoted or anything like that, even though obviously Muslims aren't race, but people still connect those dots. And it's like, 
having to defend myself over something that I could potentially lose my job over because I'm I work for obviously a big corporation and they're very hot on that sort of thing. If anyone on social media accused me of being racist because of a podcast I've done, even that accusation is enough for me to potentially lose my job. And that alone is that's why with the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of other things, I've I've kind of specifically not said my piece or not gone into detail about that because it it's like as you say with there's so much radical there's so much radical ideology on places and people want to be either you're on the left and you're with us with everything 100% or you're on the alt-right and you're a Nazi. And it's like, mm. it's it's not that simple. <laughs> It'd be nice if it was that simple where you could just be either you're a really over-the-top progressive or you're a Nazi, but most people are in the middle. And you saying about you on Twitter and things is just kind of shows that on Twitter it's so polarizing and things. And it's, it's just something that I didn't necessarily certain subjects I don't always want to talk about, even though I want to be as honest as I can about a lot of different things, it's because of people having backlash. We've me and the guys and my friends, we've had conversations in a group chat, there's about ten of us, and there's been arguments the last like two or three hours because someone has said something and it got potentially read wrong or interpreted wrong or is what they meant. And then someone else says something back and then someone and what happens is because especially in messenger form or even in this this podcast format, if I say something or if I've said something in this podcast that someone's offended by, and then they quote it and put it on a website somewhere, I'm not there to defend it. If I have a conversation with them about it, I kind of can. See, a, a big rambly long point, but I'm just saying it's quite hard. In a lot Absolutely. Of ways. Uh, and uh, again, you, you've hit the nail on the head. There's, there's such a tribal aspect to it now. It's basically, generally, a lot of my politics are very left-wing, generally. Um mm. Same, yeah. So, you know, I was finding myself in this left-wing echo chamber where I was, where people were like saying, oh, yeah, we, you're going to be on the wrong side of history if you disagree with our points. Do you know what I mean? P- people are going to, you know, you're a racist, you're this, you're that. And it's just like people are quick to label you if you disagree with them. And it's just, I was I was finding a very toxic atmosphere to be, I find it very toxic to, to my life. Not because, you know, I was having these views, that, you know, not because I was a Nazi or because I was harboring racist views or anything like that, but just because I was like beginning to think, hang on, that's not quite right. And then people tell me a problem because I'm questioning it mm. or, 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 exactly. disag- or disagreeing with a part of their point. Um, basically, it, yeah. I, I was watching a documentary the other day, um, which was really fantastic. It was called Unexpected Courtesy or Accidental Courtesy. Sorry, I don't know if you've seen it. It's about a, a guy called Daryl Davis. Um, Oh, I've listened to a podcast with him, actually. He's the one who went around and tried to convert clans. That's that right? it, yeah. And I was watching it, and I was like, yeah. what an absolute legend this guy is. Like, he, he goes into these really dangerous situations with a level head. Obviously, because because these issues are so emotional and people have got such, you know, they, they've got such clear views and such passionate views about these things, right? To go in with a clear head, and, and actually have a discussion without shouting, without, you know, and just pressing your points across, having that mutual respect. The thing is, right, if you know platform someone, if you say you're a racist, so I'm not going to pl- give you a platform, that's fair enough. You know, if they're spewing hatred, people don't have to listen to it because it's, it's stupid anyway. But if you turn around and you say you're not having a platform because I disagree with you, that'll, that'll sort of ostracize them and drive them towards the more radical viewpoints. That's why you need to have mm-hmm. that sort of dialogue between the two and be like, be like, you know, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I'm glad that we can have this conversation where I can get my point across and you can get your point across. I think I think the way that politics is becoming, especially in the UK and America at the moment, where it's us and them and it's so split down the middle, 
it's, it's setting a dangerous precedent. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, this, um, this guy, Daryl Davis, he sat with a couple of people from Black Lives Matter and they absolutely hounded him saying that he was part of the problem and things like that. But, but if you look at it deep down, he, he's helping. Like the less, the less people, the more people that leave the clan because of him, the less the clan, the less powerful the clan is and the smaller it becomes and, and the less of a thing it, it becomes. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's this short, short sightedness and this, or if if you're talking to clansmen, you're part of the clan and you're the problem. Get out of here, stupid man. Mm, it's it's one of those things with conversations, and that's why I love this podcast. Is you know I've had my mind changed on lots of different things by conversations. It's, it's quite rare that I have an opinion on something and then I research it myself and then I find evidence that will change my own view on it. Mm. What normally happens more so is I'll have a conversation with someone. They'll like a good example is one I've used in this podcast quite a lot. It was around episode 20, 30, 40. I had my mate Dom on. And, and Dom is, he's more on the political right. He's like cent, uh, right of center, I'd say. And I'd say I'm left of center. And me and him don't agree on everything. But I, I really respect him. He's a really, really sound guy. And he knows what he's fucking talking about. He is one of the most intelligent persons when it comes to uh, political literacy that I know. It's probably him and uh, my friend Josh, who's been on the podcast a few times. But Josh is much more on the left and Dom's more on the right. And we, me and Dom are having a discussion about... Uh, handguns and things and, and open carrying things because i was talking about and i was like i just don't understand how america does it why don't they just do this and i think i said something like i was like why don't they just get rid of everything that isn't a handgun and that's why that's that was my viewpoint for quite a long time and then i spoke with dom and he knows he's got family in america and stuff and he's handled guns and that sort of stuff and he said well the problem is with that is that if you get say uh, a shotgun or a hunting rifle or something it's so hard to hide that that even if you get one out it's very obvious quite quickly that what you're doing and that doesn't make it okay but it means if a situation goes bad it's quite obvious if you have a handgun you can conceal four handguns very very easily without even without really having to worry about anything you know you have a holster on either side of your hips and then ankle ones or in like if you wear a coat you can have two on the inside pocket two on the outside pockets easy and his discussion with me made me reconsider my stance on guns i looked into a few more things and stuff and now i have a bit more of a unfortunately complicated <laughs> look on, oh, on guns and things which is a conversation for another time yeah, but the value of changing a mind is so underappreciated people people are so as you say they're so indoctrinated on the left or the right or whatever and all they do is they wait for the other person to stop talking just so they can yell their point at them rather than actually waiting thinking listening and going okay well you said that now why is that now i I don't, I don't fully agree with that because of this. But why? Why do you? They don't have conversations like that. They go, "No, you're fucking wrong. Fuck you. How dare you have that?" And it's like, mm-hmm. why? How are you ever going to get common ground if you're attacking someone? Mm-hmm. As I say, I'm not, not going to get too, too much into uh, <laughs> into this little uh, worldview that I've spun for myself. But you know, it's it's literally it's literally the art of war, Sun Tzu. Keep the populace divided, so us at the top we can do all we like, and they won't say anything about it. Fight, make, make them fight each other so we can just do what we want. And, I, and that's it. That's how, that's how capitalism works. Um, I read an awesome book, which I will show you here. It's called Capitalist Realism by a man called Mark Fisher. Mm. Uh, and basically, he just um, explains how capitalism is affecting our lives and how bad, how bad it essentially is for mental, people's mental health. But, you know, people suffer under capitalism. It's very exploitative. But th- there's no alternative. What 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 is the mm. like? He says in the book, he's like, this is this is a really awful thing, but, but I can't tell you what what the alternative is. I, I I don't know. No one knows. 
like for, say for example, you know, everyone rose up at a revolution, took took capitalism out to be like, right, we're not doing that anymore. What are we going to do? Everyone be like, oh, I don't know, because <laughs> we because you don't know. No, it's basically capitalism or communism, and every show of communism has failed exponentially worse than any attempt of capitalism has by so far. It's like yeah, absolutely silly. D- don't get me wrong. I, I'm not a communist. Um, I, I don't. I don't know enough about communism to say it's bad. It's good. Um, I, I had read a bit of Chomsky, and I'd argue that a lot of the states that say they were communist weren't really communists. Like if you look at China, they say that they're a communist state. They are absolutely not. <laughs> There's so much exploitation from those at the top in China. You know, it's it's stupid. But like, yeah, I, I don't think that would work either. There needs to be a sort of middle ground, but. What is that middle ground? No one knows. Who knows? I don't. Yeah, I certainly don't. I think. No, I think. I think it's probably. Uh, what's it called? It's like uh, things like capitalist socialism or something like that. But my kind of vague view, um, I, I'll just say, is just like I believe capitalism is the best way to live life, as you say. I think it's not the. I think it has a lot of shit to it, but the alternatives are slim to none. Um, but I think that. With a, something that, if you work hard and you get benefit and you get um, props to that, you you work hard generally, you get paid more. That should be how it works. But also, it should be the case of if you're born with some sort of horrendous disease, you shouldn't suffer for your entire life financially just because you were born with something. And that's 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 kind of where my view lies. Yeah. However, uh, I was going to say, is there anything you want to add? Otherwise, I was going to change gear. I, I was about to suggest changing gear as well, to be honest, because I think that yeah, as I say, I think we're both quite articulate, quite. And, and I think that we both have a lot to say, and we'd be here forever otherwise. So yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, what well, it, it it is what it is, isn't it? And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I I wasn't dogging on Black Lives Matter at all. I think it is wholly a good, no, of course, a, a good organisation that fights for a good cause. I think that the media hijack it a lot. I think that uh, there are some individuals that uh, are, are using it to a, a different end. But yeah, this it, it's wholly a good organisation. I, I, I was saying that people are going to think that I'm. I guess we're not. No, I think people can tell that we're trying. We're not like most opinions I have. There's there's few opinions I hold that are like unchangeable, but most of those are just normal things, you know. Like, don't rape. It's like, but that doesn't make me a good person for thinking that. Is is there's a lot of things I feel like people should have as like a baseline, yeah. which is what. Yeah, absolutely. It is it's like you know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm such a good guy because I believe rape's bad. It's like no, everyone should fucking believe rape's bad. That's that doesn't make you a good person. It's things like that. But it's not, it's not apart a funny subject. I don't really laugh then, but it's just the way you said it. Yeah, I know. I try to make jest of it, but um, I want to ask you, Sean, actually, uh, about traveling. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. As I said in the intro, I do actually have more conversation with Sean, as obviously the way I kind of ended it there was a little cliffhanger thing of what's going to go on next, where obviously I've written in the description and things, and I'm telling you now, we speak about Sean traveling quite a bit. We speak a little bit more about Wales and England and stuff, and we also spoke about food quite a bit. So it's that sort of general idea, traveling and food is what the next podcast is about, but I'm keeping them separate because the subject matter does change so sort of abruptly in a sense so we just thought yeah we'll swap into two in the coming weeks i have got a podcast recorded and ready to go with janine mercer who has been on the show before we had a great lot of fun chatting and things that'll be a two-parter still got the gcse one saved and locked away which i won't be releasing till probably august Uh, i've got a chat with someone next week as well who's also got a podcast and things 
um, my mate Alex came down a couple of days ago and he's the one who's been spoken about in this chat specifically with Sean. He's been on the show countless times as well and he asked me if he could come on the show again just to have a chat and a catch up essentially. So he'll be on the show again soon. So, you know, returning guests are plenty and also I have got other people in the pipeline planned for future episodes and things which will be out at some point. I am going on holiday the first two weeks August. I say holiday, I'm not going abroad. I'm just traveling around England due to a lot of COVID restrictions and things. I was already planning on doing a trip around Europe and stuff, so I wasn't going to be able to release podcasts then. So it's unlikely there will be podcasts at that time. I am tempted to just take a mic and me and Megan can record vaguely what we're kind of doing. Or maybe I'll just use my phone and it'll be lower quality and things, but it might be a bit of fun. So if you guys would be interested in that, please let me know. Uh, If you're not, then also please tell me because I won't waste my time doing it. But if any of you guys would be up for hearing me and Megan get up to on our sort of two weeks of traveling, we're going to go to Liverpool and the Lake District. We're going to go to a few castles here and there. We're going to go to Stratford-upon-Avon. A few different places in England that we're kind of travelling to. So we're going to have some fun in that regard. And there's a place I'm going where I'm hoping I might be able to get another podcast guest. But I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. But yeah, if that sounds like something you guys would be interested in, let me know and I may get that sorted. Otherwise, I may just end up taking a break because I don't want to take all my podcasting equipment with me when I go away and then, you know, have to spend ages doing it. Uh, It may only really be one week that I don't do it. So I don't know, maybe I won't do it for the week and then we'll do it. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think and we'll kind of figure out from there. I also said that I've got Scott Weatherly of the 20th Century Geek. We've got a podcast scheduled for some point in the next couple of weeks uh he was the person who you heard in the intro regarding the promo that is more or less it from me guys i'm just gonna say a little bit about my other podcast my other podcast stars comics in canon it is on the feed of comics in motion episodes are released generally every saturday the most recent episode was the second volume in the darth vader comics the vader comics are set shortly after events of a new hope and before episode five empire strikes back because there's a three-year gap between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and a lot happens in that time. It gets explored in the Darth Vader comics as well as the main run of Star Wars comics, which I am now doing in a way that they are trying to be parallel timeline-wise. And also I've done episodes recently of Mace Windu. He has a mini-series and speaks about his master, a bit more uh, information about him. I've got the one coming up next week, which is one of the Lando comics that exists. Well, one of the Lando mini-series that exists. Uh, There's one which is the one I'm about to read, which I think is set before A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And then there's the other one, which is Lando Double or Nothing, which is featuring a much more young Lando, which is set before the events of Solo. So it's almost like the Billy D. Williams Lando is the one I'm going to be doing soon, and the Donald Glover Lando is one I'm going to be doing at some point in the future. But thought I'd throw that out there. If any of you guys are interested in Star Wars, please check it out. Uh, if you're not that interested in Star Wars, don't worry about it. But if you watch the films and you enjoy it, but you're not that fast on reading loads of books and comics and this, that and the other to get more information, it's a good way because the episodes are normally between 25 and 45 minutes of just me talking about general narrative that happens in the plot of some of the comics, how it connects to the wider canon, you know, the movies, the TV series, that sort of thing. I don't spoil the things apart from what I'm talking about. You know, every comic I speak about, I will talk about the narrative within that. So it is a spoiler of that comic in a sense. But I don't go into ridiculous depth. I don't read out everything verbatim. I don't really describe the action scenes. I'm more speaking about it from a lore perspective and how the story gets moved on. I read out a few excerpts of things that I think are really cool. And as I said, when certain species or planets come up, I give a bit more information about them just so you kind of have a vague understanding of the wider canon and what's really been going on. So if that 
that sounds like something that interests you, check out the feed of Comics in Motion. As I said, it's called Star Wars Comics in Canon, episodes around Saturdays. You can listen to it basically anywhere you're listening to this except for YouTube. So if you go on a Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere like that, you can find Comics in Motion and by finding that you will find Star Wars Comics in Canon. Yeah. So appreciate that, guys. Anyone who's listening, especially this far to the end, I incredibly appreciate you. If you can share the show, speak to it with people you know, share by word of mouth, social media, all that sort of jazz, I really appreciate it. And, you know, subscribing really helps the show as well, as well as reviewing on iTunes. So really hope everyone's doing well in the sort of coming to the end of the first phase of the lockdown and the COVID pandemic. Hopefully it will be the only wave of it and then hopefully things will slowly simmer down and then we can go back to an air quotes normal uh, soon enough. But obviously things don't always work out that way. But I'm not going to delve on that. I'm not going to dwell. Stay safe, guys. I hope you're all doing well. If you need anything, please contact me on social media or via email at genuinechitchat at outlook.com. And yeah, we'll go from there. Anyway, guys, stay safe and I'll talk to you next week.